Hey, hey, everybody. A uh, little something just at the top of the show. Uh, this episode, we it talks about uh, about a movie uh, called God Forbid, and uh, and there's a lot of adult themes in this one. And so uh, here's a list of words that I'm going to be bleeping. Uh, <laughs> and okay. So Don't forget. Wow. That's my job. Okay, so um, all, all that to be said is that also this may not be the best one for kids. So um, we'll be back next week with something else. And but you know, if you're uh, if you're of age, stick around. You might like it. We watched God forbid on Hulu. Let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. Hey, hey, welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. If this is your first time around here, we're so glad to have you. Just a couple of notes. We're not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off, although either of those things could happen. And if they do, we want to know about it. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you don't need to believe to belong. You can join the conversation at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Hey, Andrea, how's your heart? Fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. That's great. Um, I, so I need to tell you something. Uh-oh. Well, a, a couple of things. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> First of all, yeah. Um, at the time of this recording, yes, it is our third anniversary of dropping Sunday. Is it really? Yes. Episode one fifty one. This yes. is the, we're, when we're recording right now. Yes, we our first episode. Wow. Dropped on November third, two thousand nineteen. That is. Uh, this is a long time. That is, that's a long hey, time. Hey, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. I'm so glad that we did this. I know. We're, uh, I feel like you and I are actually friends now, which is... Uh, we were friends before. We were friendly. We knew each other, but I picked on you too much. Well, and, yeah, but and that's... And now, now I have something to blame it and, on. Now, I just and now you have an excuse to do yeah. it. Absolutely. So anyway... I love it. I just, like, I noticed that today. Yeah, And I great. thought, man, I can't believe we were actually recording... And three years ago today, wow. we actually recorded our first. We episode recorded our first episode and released it with no editing and released it the exact same day. That never happens, guys. Um, well, I shouldn't say never. Rarely happens. Yeah, it rarely happens. Now there have been times when uh, the day that I finished editing it is the day that it gets posted. Right, that's a different situation. That's a whole different. That's a different different thing. story. Yeah. So anyway, it's exciting. I I just. I can't believe we've been doing this for three years. Yeah. And, you know, we've missed a handful of weeks here. I mean, we sure. take a week off or yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. I just, it's I mean, still a lot of We fun. have a pretty good track record. We haven't I missed know, a lot. I know. And, uh, and, and then when we do, like, you can always go back and listen to an older episode. I know. Okay, guys, let me go ahead and say yeah. now, um, don't go back and listen to the first episode. No. It was rough. Yeah. So we, we were not planning on starting yeah. in November of that year. We were going to wait until January. Right. But craziness kept happening. Yes. Things yeah. kept happening. And like our first three or four episodes were just right there for the taking. Yeah. And so we did it. Yeah. So three years later, here we are. That's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So something else I have to tell you. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> something something weird has happened. I'm bracing for impact. Oh, it's not. You're fine. Okay. It, it's, it's, fine. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So I have stumbled across a very niche side of TikTok. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which this could be anything. It could be anything. I have stumbled on hey, other niche hey, sites. Hey, real quick. Is it Lumberjacks? 
Oh, no, I found those real fast. Okay. <laughs> so It's really easy to find it when it's in your search engine. I was like, I don't <laughs> think I stumbled on no. those. I went looking for them. No, <laughs> no, somebody sent them to me. That's what happened. Um, no, so, okay, I just, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Theorist? Yeah, theorist. Yeah, theorist. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I had, this is my first Dutch Bros ever. Oh, and how is it? It's good. It's it's good. It's good. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I wanted something hot. I didn't know when I was ordering it that I was ordering something cold. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. You have to tell them. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's okay. fine. It's, it actually is really good. It's a salted caramel Ooh, brevet yeah. cold brew. Yeah, for sure. Like for sure. For sure. Um, okay. So, you know, I was on vacation a few weeks ago. Yes. I went to Tennessee with my parents. Yay. And something that my mom and I do when we go on vacation is we like to buy scratch offs. Okay. We like to gamble. Yes. That's we we buy lottery tickets. We buy scratch offs. Sometimes we buy the Mega Millions when it's like, you know, six hundred million dollars. Yeah. Or one point two billion. Or one point two. Yeah. We we may have bought some for that this week. Okay. We, let we me did let, not win. Let me just ask you a question. Yeah. When it's something that that size, uh huh. How many tickets do you buy? So this time we bought $20 worth. So we got 10. 10 tickets. Because they're okay. $2 a piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the When it was 600 or 700 million yeah. a few months ago, we only did $10. So we yeah. got five. Yeah. Um, now, scratch offs. Yeah. We save, we put money aside to, do to scratch buy scratch offs. Okay. We okay. love doing them. Wow. I, I don't know what to tell you. We are gamblers. So here's the thing. <laughs> I somehow the algorithm or my phone was listening to me. I'm not sure which more than likely the second. Yeah. Has decided that I need to see there. Did you know there are people that go live multiple times a day on TikTok to do scratch offs? Yes. They yeah. just started showing up in my feed. Yeah. Can I tell you what drives me crazy about it though? Yeah. Is that it's like they scratch off one thing and then they talk for four minutes. Oh my gosh. Yes, because I have sat there and watched for like, well, did you get it or not? I know. Like, yeah. are, did you win? Yeah. Or they do. There's this one. I couldn't tell you any of their handles because I um, don't pay that pay that much attention. Sure. But there's this one girl who the whole time she's scratching and you know, they have their phone set up. So you see the card and their hand. And then she's she's always doing like the heart shape with her hand. And she's like, oh, thank you. Because I guess people when you go live, you can people can give you gifts. Yes. And stuff. Yeah. 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 And anyway, I have seen more people. Yeah. Scratching lottery tickets on TikTok in the last two weeks. I, how did this happen? How did it end up in my algorithm? I had never seen it until I got home from That's vacation. Awesome. How much uh, How much do each of those scratchers um, cost? I'll tell you, I don't I don't buy scratchers. Uh-huh. Uh, there's not a reason for it other than just the fact that like, uh, I, I don't know. It's just not something that I'm into. Yeah, okay. Uh, went today to uh-huh. the brand new 7-Eleven by my house. Uh-huh. So shout out to 7-Eleven. Um, first day to Dutch Bros. First day for 7-Eleven. Okay, uh, so go to 7-Eleven. <laughs> and uh, I bought... I bought a lottery ticket yeah. for the the Mega Millions, mm-hmm. the Powerball, and the Texas Lottery. Yeah. Okay, those one ticket, and uh, the guy was like, "Just one." And I said, "If I'm supposed to win it, one's enough. <laughs> if I'm not supposed to not win it, one's too many." You know, it's like it's just it just is what it is. And and Jonathan goes, "We should get some scratchers." And I'm like, "Calm down, son. You'll have plenty of time. <laughs> you are not old enough." <laughs> so, but how much do those scratchers typically cost? Um, they can be anywhere from a dollar okay. to uh, the most that I've seen. So, 
a lot of gas stations have scratch off vending machines. <laughs> oh no. Okay. And the most I've ever seen in one of those is 20. Okay. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen anything higher than that. I think on uh, the scratch off TikToks, uh, they have gone as high as fifty or a hundred dollars oh, wow. per, per ticket. Per ticket, wow. but yeah, you better take your time to scratch that one off. I know. And do a lot of heart shapes. A lot with of your heart hands. shapes. Yeah. So what they do is in these TikToks is they buy books. Uh huh. They'll spend like three hundred dollars. People send money in. Yeah. And so then they get part of the pot. And okay. so it's, listen, I'm telling you, I've watched a lot of it because oh, wow. I told mom, I clearly have a problem with gambling because even watching someone else scratch it off and you like waiting to the, see if they win. The, the yeah. endorphin hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Now, does that count the $15 fee um, that you have to pay? Uh, for illegal gambling because you got five demerits at Liberty University. Uh, I pulled it up. Uh, five points. Uh, you get five points for gambling. Um, I don't okay. know. Uh, you well, also- this is illegal gambling. Yeah. Um, what is that? Well, is that a... My scratch-offs are legal. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what what, what happens in Virginia, uh-huh. uh, where because uh, they're in Lynchburg, Virginia. Is that uh-huh. what you said? Okay. So, uh, but yeah, I mean... You get uh, you get points, and each point is a dollar violation. Like demerits cost money. That's Was that intense? That man. is real intense. Let's talk about some of these uh, some of the things just at yeah. Liberty University. This is called the Liberty Way, the Liberty and this is kind of setting the stage for um, uh, for the movie that we watched yes. called God Forbid. Yeah. Um, the subtitle for the movie God Forbid is the sex scandal that brought down a dynasty. Yeah. Okay. So yikers. Um, <clears throat> Okay, and if that doesn't get you excited about this episode, I don't know what will. So this is what can cost you five points or fifteen dollars each okay. of these things. Ready? Disturbance in leaving early from convocation—that's like a chapel service. If you have to get up in the middle of chapel and go and leave, it's cost you fifteen dollars. That's ridiculous. Isn't that silly? Um, dress code violation could be anything. Uh, Improper sign out, like whenever you leave for the evening, if uh-huh. you don't sign out of your dorm in the proper way, if you sneak out instead of sign out, that costs $15. Curfew violation, um, possession of uh, or use of tobacco, nicotine, e-cigarettes, vaping, attendance at a dance. If you go someplace and there's dancing, that's going to cost you 15 bucks. Um, violation of entertainment guidelines. So we'll see what that looks like. What are those? I don't know. Um, minor violation of statement on sexuality and relationships. Minor violation. Minor one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, here's 10 points. This is a $50 fine. You ready? Number one, deception. Uh, if you think you're going to be in trouble and you lie about it, that costs you an extra 50 bucks. So let me see, 15 points. This is a $150 fine. Or 15 hours of community service. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Now, do you, I want you just in your mind, before you even uh-huh. read these, go back to when you were in college, uh-huh. how much money was $150? Uh, that was a all the money. whole lot. That was all the money. Yes. Okay. Um, possession of drug paraphernalia. Cool. Uh, failure to properly identify oneself. What? Uh-huh. Now, does that mean like identify, like identify, if you identify as a female, but you're actually a male, that costs you 150 bucks because you failed to Guarantee properly it. identify Guarantee. yourself? 
Uh, participation in a social gathering where alcohol is served. So if you go somewhere and there's alcohol anywhere, that's going to cost you 150 bucks. Um, commission or conviction of a misdemeanor. So committing a crime, just any kind of crime, okay? okay. Could be anything. Um, threat to do bodily harm to, to others. Great. Theft, I understand. Vandalism property, okay? 30 points. It's $300 fine, 30 hours community service. Disruption to university community. What does that mean? Could mean anything. It's so open. Could they it's be more so vague? vague. It's so vague. Possession or consumption of alcoholic beverages. So if you're you go somewhere and you're not drinking, it's 150 bucks. If you are drinking, it's $300. Now, that may not be a lot to you if you are a real estate mogul and you've bought most of the land in Lynchburg, Virginia. If you're in the real estate business, not necessarily the, the <laughs> Christian education business, $300 may not seem like a lot mm -hmm. to you. But for college kids, $300. Bucks, and you know what a lot of people do in college? <clears throat> Drink. There's physically intimate relationships that happen. By engaging in any of that, it literally costs you additional money. Now, I'm going to tell you, I went to a Christian university mm -hmm. and I had to sign a community covenant and all of these rules were in there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, all, all of these rules were in there. We yeah. weren't allowed to drink. We weren't allowed to have girls in our dorm rooms. We, if yeah. we were ever found out that we were, you know, doing anything inappropriate with a female, then that was, you know, cause for immediate uh, punishment. Um, you know, so all of those things I signed up and agreed to. And I'll tell you, it bothers me when people who, who went to my school, who went to Lee university the, uh -huh. where I went come in and they say, we were abused because we weren't allowed to do all of these things. You signed a community covenant before you signed up. You knew yeah. what you were getting into, okay? I'm, I'm actually fine with all of these rules. Mm -hmm. As long as there's clarity, there's not clarity. And also costing money. What in the world? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I, I also went to a, a Christian college and... I guess I, I'm sure I signed something at some point with all the rules. Cause we, we did have similar, a similar set of rules. Um, if we ever wanted to have a co-ed get together, yeah. we had to get permission. Okay. Um, and had to be approved and had to say where it was going to be, who was invited, all of the, what we were going to be doing, anything like that. Um, study groups, anything where, um, someone of the opposite sex was going to be entering into an apartment yeah. of, the opposite sex. Sure. I can say it that way. Yeah. Um, you, it had to be approved beforehand. Um, I, I did actually get uh, a dress code violation okay. one day um, at chapel. And was that because your darling check jacket wasn't quite long enough? No. Okay. <laughs> it was, I was wearing a jean skirt. Okay. That had a slit in the back. Yeah. Um, and the slit was not supposed to go above my knee. Uh, now this slit, it was in the back. Yeah. Um, it didn't go above my knee, but whoever, I can't even remember who it was who, who got me on this, this dress code made me go home and change. And I missed my class. Wow. And I was furious. I think that we've actually talked about it on the show. Before. I was so mad. I don't know that you're over it yet. I'm not okay. because it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was stupid. Because so, here, here's the thing. I am a got her, got her going. I am a rule follower. Yes, I like to follow the very rules. Very much so. I don't, I don't test my boundaries. So when I get in trouble yeah. for something that is, I, I wasn't breaking the rule, but 
it looked like I maybe was to them. I'm yeah. like, you're just trying to find somebody. And I don't know. The problem was that these, uh, the people who um, were handing out these violations were students as well. Yeah. But they had been given a certain level of authority. And they like to exercise that. Yeah. And anyway, I'm, yeah, I'm still a little salty about it. Well, I'm not going to lie. I do know that before I, before I joined, um, uh, before I joined, before I attended Lee, um, they had, they had a rule about men having piercings and so every piercing that a man had mm-hmm. was like five demerits or something like that. But, um, or I might've been, I might've been like something extreme, like 20 demerits for each piercing. Yeah. But then like, um, having sex was 90. Like if you were caught having sex, 90 and a hundred demerits gets you kicked out. Uh-huh. So like having five piercings was uh-huh. worse than having sex. Um, and that's kind of like the, these rules, a felony uh-huh. is the same as drinking alcohol. Right. A felony. If you commit a felony, it's yeah. the same level of severity as being found alone in a room with a female. Yeah. Do you, do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just, it's kind of all over the place. And it's very hypocritical considering mm-hmm. the fact that the president of the university would drink tequila on stage during convocation. I mean... All right, let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about how many of these violations... Let's talk about how much money he owes to the university. Um, well, uh, a lot. Uh, Quite a bit, actually, Do you want to go... Do you want to read the, the summation for this? Sure. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Jean-Carlo Granda, former pool attendant at the Fontainebleau Hotel, shares the intimate details of his seven-year relationship with a charming older woman, Becky Falwell, and her husband, the evangelical Trump stalwart, Jerry Falwell Jr. (laughs) That is uh, Fireball by Pitbull. It's great. Uh, I had to play Mr. Miami uh, because all of this happens in Miami. This is a uh, this is a movie that the uh, director has called a tale in Florida. <laughs> that is his his phrase, not mine. Um, this director is the same one. Not who, expecting that. Yeah. Well, neither was I when I heard him say it. Um, uh, uh, he is the same director that did Cocaine Cowboys on mm. Netflix. Um, so like this idea, he said, um, he said, we're, we're not a one hit wonder, but we are a one trick pony. It's all just crazy <laughs> stuff that happens in Miami. <laughs> that's right. all. That's kind of, kind of what he does. <laughs> um, the building that they talk about that, uh, that the, uh, that the Falwells bought in Miami. Mm-hmm. Is on this guy's way to work. Like he drives past it twice oh, a day. Okay? Interesting. So, um, so let's talk about this this story and okay. and let's talk about the movie first, and then we'll kind of dive into the story a little bit. All right. What What do you think? Well, first of all, let's go ahead and say this. This is it's a documentary. Yes. They are doing interviews. They have receipts. Yep. You guys, uh, if have, I can borrow that. Yeah. They have video. They, they have, have video. Audio. They have audio recordings. They have text messages. Um. So you you actually started this the night before I did. Yeah. And you told me, you're like, uh, I'm watching this. It's a hard watch. Yeah. And so here's the thing. I had seen like a preview okay. on Hulu and had seen a couple of like trailers. And I thought, man, it they're just... And don't get me wrong. I know Jerry Falwell Jr. He's sleazy. Like, I don't sleazy. know him. Yeah, yeah. But I know that he's sleazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already knew that. We've talked about him before on the show when all of this broke a couple of years ago. Um. But I thought, okay, they're just like they're exaggerating for the sake of the movie. Yeah. They're whatever. Um, you are not wrong. It is a 
hard watch. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, let me tell you, let me remind you, sometimes we watch these things so that you don't have to. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I'm not telling you not to, but I'm not telling you to. Yeah, this is rated TVMA. Yes. So be prepared for, for nothing that. Nothing is bleeped. No, nothing at all. They are very explicit yep. the, in their descriptions. The only thing... Well, they edit one thing, and that was uh, they had video... Uh, a video recording of uh, Becky mm-hmm. um, walking around naked, and yeah. they 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 blur that out so yes. they don't get sued. Um, the right. the uh, the director said that the people who were most present in the editing room were not the editors; it was the lawyers because they had to make sure that everything wow. was like completely yeah. copacetic. Um, and this movie. I'll be honest with you. It told a story that I didn't know. Me either. Because I thought that the reason that he left was because of the the picture that came out of them on the boat with the girl with her pants mm-hmm. open, him with his pants open, right. drinking drinking alcohol. I'm like, okay, hypocrisy. And I was like, okay, everybody kind of understood he was a sleazeball and now he's out, right? Right. Uh, that's not it. <clears throat> no. Um, I will say... So this movie was an hour and like 49 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it felt was almost... Like, it felt like four hours. Yes. <laughs> so it was not, almost because two, it was a, not because it was unenjoyable. No. It was, it's really, really well it's done. It's very interesting. It's one of the best documentaries I've seen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but oh my gosh, yeah. it was not short. No. But here's my thing. They spent an hour and a half mm-hmm. focusing on this relationship yeah. with this guy. So... Um, Giancarlo Granda um, is a Miami resident or or was a Miami resident back in 2012. He was about 20 years old and he worked at the Fontainebleau Hotel mm-hmm. in Miami. And while he was there working one day, um, an older woman approached him. Um, he, he saw her. They made eye contact a few times. You know, there was some flirting um, and she approached him and basically solicited him and said, uh, do you want to come back to my hotel? And, and he was like, bet. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Cougar. I'm down. Yeah, absolutely. And she's like, the only thing is my husband likes to watch. Right. And so from there, you just tumble down the rabbit hole <laughs> of this absolutely insane, bizarre relationship yeah. between these three people, yeah. this married couple and this 20 year old guy. And so, um, you know, she kept saying he's perfect. He's perfect. Oh, you're just perfect. You're perfect. He's a young, good looking. Uh, yes. I mean, he's very good looking. Very, dude. very attractive. Um, Republican mm-hmm. had read the art of the deal. This is back in 2012 before yeah. Trump was running for anything else, you know, and, and was very, you know, very conservative, very all that other. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, he, we, this is someone that we could actually bring into our circle. And uh, Becky fell in love with him. And so like literally like, and Jerry wanted to keep Becky happy. So he starts trying to entangle Giancarlo as much yeah. as he can by kind of pleading on his like, uh, you know, hey, you want to be a businessman? Mm-hmm. Here's here's how this works. You know, I'm really good in real estate. Um, and and so here's all this stuff. Now, can I tell you what the craziest thing about all this is? Yeah. His dad, Jerry Falwell Sr., mm-hmm. founded the moral majority. Every Republican candidate, not like when or not has had to have the backing of the moral majority since Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm. So my entire lifetime, Uh okay, just think about it this way. My entire lifetime, 
there has been one family making kinks. Yeah. And that's that's the Falwells. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, every they if they don't get the endorsement of the Falwells, they don't move They're forward. Not make it. Yeah. Um, Ted Cruz was so certain that he was going to get the Falwell nomination that he announced his run for presidency on the campus of Liberty University. Mm-hmm. Um, like legit. Ted Cruz's dad is a Baptist preacher. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he, like yeah. he was just certain that this is what's going to happen. And Trump got it instead. Now, why are we talking about politics and all of this? Because holy crap, this, John Carlo is at the center of the Trump presidency. Let's start there. Let's, can we start there? Can we just start there? What the heck? It, it okay. So when you said we'll it there. told we'll it told a story that you hadn't heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about it today um, when I when I finished watching this. I thought I'm sure that a lot of this information was available, but so much of the focus was on that picture that came out. Yeah. And here's the thing. So in order to get Giancarlo entangled, yes. they start playing on his desire to be a businessman. Real estate, real, real estate, estate, real estate. And so they basically, in essence, loan him money to buy a hostel. Kind of loan him. Kind they, of loan him. They buy it. They put it in Becky's name. And then Jerry Falwell III, who, we, who they call Trey, it, they're the owners, and Jean Carlos in there as is, well. Is, he's like the manager, yes. I guess. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's managing yes. this. But here's the thing: they th- this is their do- their downfall. Okay. They um, Jean Carlo knew the this dad and son uh-huh. who were real estate moguls in Miami. They called real estate moguls. Called now. Giancarlo didn't know that like the dad had lost his license. He was no longer a real estate bankrupt. broker. He's bankrupt, like yeah. all this other stuff. He just, he knew some people and he was friends with them. He's like, yes. oh, you're in real estate and entrusted them They had them connections. With us. Correct. So they um, get this location. Yeah. They get this building. And the Fernandezes <laughs> yeah. were supposed to just get a real estate commission. That was it. That was it. They were, the, was be... they were the real estate agents. So they get their 6% and they move on. And they move on. Yeah. Well, a little bit later, I think they started seeing some of the writing on the wall. Yeah. They knew who they realized maybe yeah. who they were dealing with. And they're like, we can get more. Yeah. Because they knew stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, they what they do is that they sue... And they they let the lawyers know, hey, listen, we're going to sue. We were told it was going to be a 50-50 split between us and uh-huh. Giancarlo, which was n- never, never never said. Um, so that's, but if you want all of what we have to come to public, including pictures that we may, may or may not have, and they just kind of threw that in there, then, um, then, you know, that's fine. We'll go to trial or right. we can try to settle. Yeah. And um, Jerry Falwell Jr. makes a phone call makes a phone call to somebody he had recently met whenever Donald Trump had come to Liberty University to speak at convocation. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that person was Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen was Trump's lawyer and he was quote the fixer. He was his fixer. And so he reaches out and says to the fixer, Hey, can you fix it? And Michael says, got it. Yeah. Say no more. Now what Michael Cohen says in his book this is not in the movie, I don't think. Mm. But in Michael Cohen's book, he says that he knew at that point that he was going to be able to call on a favor from Jerry Falwell Jr. Mm-hmm. And he sure enough did, because just a few months after that, 
Now all of a sudden, Jerry Falwell Jr. is giving the stamp of endorsement for all of all of the moral majority and everyone who's an mm-hmm. evangelical Christian. Guys, Trump's okay. Yeah, guys, Trump's okay. This is at the same time that. Um, like entertainment tonight videos are coming out about him grab, being on a bus, grabbing women by the private parts, like all that other stuff, all that's coming out. And Jerry Falwell would come out and then support him again. Why? Yeah. Cause Michael Cohen had dirt on him. Cause he was about John Carlo. Yes. About the fact that Jerry Falwell jr. Was a and liked watching his wife get banged by John Carlo. Well, and they just kept bringing him around. Yeah. They, they're like, why don't you come to Virginia or Hey, we're going to DC for this event. Right. Why don't you come? Yeah. Why don't you come to our house? Yeah. Why don't you hey, we're gonna be in New York. Come stay with us at the hotel with our children. Yeah. With the people from Liberty University. I mean, just getting him so I just imprinted yeah. on everything that they did. That's the part that was so strange to me that I had no idea is that it wasn't just that there was this sexual affair going on with this kid. It's that they had owned, they owned him. They owned him. They did everything that he talks at one point he tried. So at one point he breaks it off with Becky. Yeah. He's like, I've got this girlfriend. I really want to be like faithful to her. I don't want to. And, and Becky was like depressed. Yeah. Goes into depression. And, and so Jerry calls him and says, my wife is depressed. You won't talk to her. You won't. You won't like. And so I think that hey, may. By have the been... way, I'm bleeping things that I'm not actually saying because <laughs> it's fun. Can I just say that? Okay. <laughs> you do it every week. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then there's this point where Giancarlo is really trying to disentangle himself yeah he goes to he's gotten his degree he's going to georgetown university to get his master's and he starts trying to get a job and and he can't get one can't do it he can't get one because that lawsuit is out there and it's made national news it's just not bad enough that anybody's thinking oh we need to be watching this it's just enough that some of these places don't want to hire him. So that this and this killed me. Yeah. So then he finally gets someone to offer him an interview mm-hmm. and then offer him a job. Yeah. And he's real excited. And the idiot tells Becky. Tells Becky. And she realizes, and this is not said either, but this is what happened. She realizes he's gonna get this job and he's and gonna on. be on his own. Yeah. He's not gonna need them anymore. She tells Jerry, Jerry makes a phone call that offer is rescinded. Yeah. If that doesn't tell you... How, they, these guys are so powerful. The, the reach that they have. And here's the thing. Every, everybody in the Falwell family, they all work for Liberty University, yes. right? So like with Jerry, like their entire family, they're still in hiding. Nobody knows what's going yeah. on, okay? When Jerry Sr., whenever he, um, when, whenever he retired and he died and wherever he went, Jerry Jr. takes over the business side of it, which is Liberty University, Right. Right. They bring in Jerry, uh, Jerry Jr. because he is a real estate attorney. And so if you look at Liberty University, if you look at Lynchburg, Virginia, it is how much land can we buy? Yes, that's that. That is what they're looking for. It is a money making scheme. That's it. Okay. Um, And the the younger son, Jonathan, is the one who actually got Jerry's church. Uh, Thomas Road. Yeah. Yeah. So, so actually got the church. So uh-huh. it, it was a two separate different things. Hey, did you notice that, um, like Jerry Falwell, 
like during convocation made Becky stand up and say, yeah, you know, I have the hottest wife. Mm-hmm. I like my smoking hot wife. That's literally something that youth group kids are learning in college from the president of the schools is my smoking hot wife. That was, that was interesting. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, so yeah, like the entanglement of business and that's where everybody's paycheck is and everything mm-hmm. else. And so if we can get him working for Liberty, then we completely own him. We own every single thing about him. And, uh, and it got to the point where no, he wanted to be done and started reaching out to yeah. uh, reporters and doing all this other stuff. Well, I mean, so what happened is, um, a reporter from, is it Reuters? Routers? Just pick one and, and be routers. confident. Okay. So a reporter from Routers contacted him when the lawsuit broke, contacted Giancarlo and said, Hey, I want to talk to you about this. I see your name is involved. Jerry Falwell Jr. is involved. I want to like want to know what's going on. And Giancarlo wouldn't call him back. Well, now, a couple years later, and Giancarlo is realizing that they have got him over a barrel. Yeah. And he is, he's ready to talk now. So he calls this guy at Reuters and says Reuters. Okay. Reuters. I looked it up. <laughs> Reuters. You told, me to, Reuters. you told me to pick one and be confident. <laughs> you just cut my legs out from under me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do I leave all that in where I told you to pick one and be Absolutely. confident? Okay. <laughs> I was going to take all that out. Okay. Um. Okay. So Reuters. Reuters. <laughs> uh, so he calls, he reaches out and he's like, hey, uh, congratulations on your new job with Reuters. Yeah. Uh, if you still want to talk, I'm ready to talk. And here that comes started the, the whole program, right? And, um, and here's the thing. He's like, I'm an investigative journalist. I take forever. I'm going mm-hmm. to make sure that I get it right, get it right, get it right, get it right. And so the day before that's supposed to come out, Jerry comes and throws his wife completely under the I bus. Mean, My wife had an affair and it was with this pool boy and da, 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 like all this stuff. Yes. And, and then like the day before to try to get ahead of the narrative. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Also, man, what a sleazeball. What a sleazeball. And this was after the picture had already come out. And dude, um, I never heard the video where he went on Fox News and was like, okay, so listen, here's what happened. She was pregnant. Dude was wasted. Dude, he was, he was so lit. Uh, she was pregnant and couldn't button her pants. And my pants were too small and I couldn't button mine. And so I was having... I mean, I told my kids I'd do better. Yeah, I wouldn't be a bad boy anymore. That's bad boy. I wouldn't be a bad. Ugh, gross. That makes me feel not good. Let me tell you something. (laughs) If a grown man is referring to himself as a bad boy, screw that guy. That is what we call a red flag. Get away. Well. Lots of other red flags that happen. I'm telling you, like, this documentary was so well done. It, it really was. And uh, I, I'm just saying, like, it was an enjoyable movie, but also it was really hard Real because hard of watch. the subject matter. Yeah. TVMA, for sure, for sure, for, for sure. For sure. But here's, here's the part that kind of um, surprised me. Yeah. So... Like I said, they spend like an an hour and a half talking yeah. about the relationship with Giancarlo. Yeah. And I get it. I do. Um, they they could have done it in a little bit less time, probably. Okay. Because here's what they here's what they did. The last ten minutes. So when when all of this broke, 
Um, Jerry Falwell Jr. was already on a leave of absence because of that picture that had come out. Right. However, they fully planned on reinstating him as president of Liberty University. Absolutely. So they, he knew that this story was about to break. He calls up a friend at the Washington Examiner to get out in front of it. Right. Again, throws his wife under the bus. Yep. But then it gets to the point where he has to resign. Yeah. And this is what he says. Um, I want to resign because I don't want something that my wife did. Yes. Oh, my gosh. To ruin or tarnish a the legacy, legacy that <sighs> of Liberty University that I've poured my life into, which made me want to absolutely throat punch him. Now, listen. Becky is not innocent. No. She gives me the heebie-jeebies, too. There's yeah. something. She's got a screw loose yeah. or two. Also, she's hot. There's, But is she? Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, There's just something about her that gives me the yeah. no. heebie-jeebies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then when this breaks, when he resigns and the story breaks and really everything's coming out, all of a sudden, all of these girls... Students so many. at Liberty University start coming forward. This documentary spent this much time on that. Well, and part of it is that um, th- I think that each of those stories deserves its own time. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but also, you, I think that the more compelling story is the fact that the the world, literally the world was shaped. Mm. Two elections were decided by Giancarlo. Think about that for a second. Had Giancarlo never said yes to Becky, had they not been entangled, there never would have been a phone call to Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen could not have made a phone call back to Jerry Falwell asking for Trump's endorsement. Without Falwell's endorsement, do any evangelicals get behind Trump? Does he win the election? Absolutely not. See, there's a part of me that thinks that he would have endorsed Trump anyway. Absolutely not. I don't think so. Mm. I I mean, I know that I know that he was a fan of Trump, but would he have been able to like force his hand? I mean, between him and Ted Cruz, how do you actually, as a leader of a Christian organization, I'm not, and I'm not saying that Ted Cruz is awesome. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying, you know, Ted Cruz should have been it. I'm saying, how do you endorse Trump over Cruz? Right. And then Jerry Falwell was not around to give, to, to explain away the Christian, the, the Christianese explain away all of Trump's things in 2020. Cause he had had to, to step down at that point. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, I, I honestly think that two full election cycles were ca- were changed because of a pool boy at the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami. What? You don't think so? I, I can no, tell by your face. No, I don't. I I feel like we're giving giving him too much power. I don't. I you think I, that we're giving who Fallwell too no, much power? No, Giancarlo. I I don't think I think it's less about that. I I 100 believe 100 believe that uh, Falwell would have endorsed Trump anyway because I think Trump first came to Liberty before he was even he wasn't even running for president. There there were several times that he sure. 
And so I think that but, that was already in the works. So had everybody else, though. Sure. So, so had Cruz. So had everybody. Everybody else yeah. had been there as well. I, I just I think that that was I think that was already in the works. Well, I, the, the purpose of this documentary <laughs> is to show how closely connected those two events are. Okay, I didn't get that. That's what the director said. I just so I mean, if you didn't get it, he did a bad job. But like yeah, that was I mean, one of the things that I, jumped I out. I obviously know that they're connected, yeah. and I'm not saying they're not. I just think that um, I I think that he was gonna. I just think that he was gonna endorse him anyway. I think that was if, already those wheels were already moving. If they weren't already moving, that phone call from Michael Cohen changes everything. That's my angle on this whole mm-hmm. thing. Is that is how crazy it is that two things and that that dude, the immoral leader of the moral majority, Mm -hmm. is making kings by telling evangelicals that it's okay to vote for someone who is a Democrat, has five kids from three different wives, had you know, and all of a sudden said, okay, I'm gonna run for I'm gonna run for office. I'm gonna do it as a Republican because Republicans are too stupid to know any better. Like those are the words that he said. But that's the exact same thing that Senior did with Ronald Reagan. Yes. That's so that's my what I'm point. saying is that and he did that without a Giancarlo. I'm I'm saying that Junior, Jerry Falwell Jr. He, I, he knew Ted Cruz could even with the moral majority. I'm not sure that Ted Cruz could have won. I think he, so. I don't think so. I don't think that he is. And not that Donald Trump was more likable, but Donald Trump was more electable than Ted Cruz. Absolutely, he had. He was um, because I've had this conversation with people who are very anti Donald Trump sure. now. Yeah. But they voted for him in the first election okay. because he represented something different. He was not a political powerhouse. He was a a quote unquote businessman. Yeah. And so he was something different. Ted Cruz is a politician through and through. I think anybody who ran against Hillary would probably win. <laughs> I mean, you're not that, wrong. That's that's you are not wrong. I don't think I want something different than the status quo. What what do I mean by status quo? Well, Hillary Clinton, she's an establishment. She's so an I establishment. just anything not Hillary Clinton. But I think even even within the Republican Party, yeah, I think that Donald Trump was offering and uh, him running as a Republican was obviously a very much a political move on his part. Correct. But it's what he what he represented to the American people, because there are people today that I've had conversations with who would probably vote Democrat now, but they voted for Donald Trump in that first, in 2016, because he was not a political powerhouse and they were thinking it's time for something different. And I just, I believe that Jerry Falwell Jr. knew what he was doing and he was already moving that way because he was following in his dad's footsteps. Well, and there there were evangelical Christians who said you can't be a Christian and vote for for Hillary, which means you have to be, if you're a Christian, you have to vote for Trump. And that only happens because Jerry Falwell Jr. gives the stamp of the moral majority, Mm -hmm. which is, again, absolutely insane. It is insane. It it really was. I I think that um, the fact that that's all it takes yeah. to, to get someone uh-huh. um, to that position yeah. is ridiculous yeah. and more than a little bit nauseating. Yeah. Uh, but it's true. It is. Yeah. It is. And it's, I mean, this is the world we live in with politics and. Uh, 
Hey, everybody, Tuesday is voting day. (laughs) So let's let's try not to burn the building down. It'll be fine. (laughs) Good Lord. Um. So anyway, there just there was a part of me that wanted the story, more story about the the, the other girls because I don't see Giancarlo, even though. I think that he was young and he was naive. He wasn't a victim. He wasn't a victim. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, at some point, whenever you lose agency of your own self, you become a victim. Um, yes. I, I, he wasn't a victim the day that he said yes and went into a bedroom right. with a with a married woman and her husband, mm-hmm. and he took video of them. Like that's not that's uh, he wasn't a victim then. He was like, yeah, it's cool. He called his sister and bragged about it on the way there. What in the world? Oh, how have we not talked about the weird relationship with a sister where he's just like, yeah, I'm going to go over to this hotel room and with a, with a married woman and, and her husband. And sister was like, be careful. What? Use protection. What? What? Sorry. Am I topping out a little? Yeah. Yeah. You're peeking all over the place. It's <laughs> it, fine. It was, I, it's so weird. <gasps> yeah. I'm really glad that we actually talked about that know, because it happens so early in the movie the that if thing. someone decided to watch this, they'd be like, why did they talk about the weird freaking How sister? How did this not come up? So, so the, let's just say the main people that are interviewed are yeah. Giancarlo and his sister. Yeah. And then you've got the reporter from uh, Reuters. Reuters. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. You got the reporter from there. And then, you know, Tom Arnold and um, <laughs> Natch. Guys, Guys I, it's really I, weird. I might be in this movie. And by the way, did you see that in the background of of his office, of Tom Arnold's office, is a movie poster for The Stupids, the movie that I talked about a few weeks ago on this very show. Guys, it all comes back around. Okay. <laughs> I did not notice that because I was going, why, why is Tom Arnold on my screen right That's now? That's fair. All right. So here's the thing. This is not a movie by Christians for Christians. We don't need to ask no. any, we don't need to ask any of those questions. The one question that we always ask when we watch a secular movie is mm-hmm. what questions is this movie trying to answer? Clearly, you said that the director said they're trying to answer the question of how closely related these two events are. Yeah. Which I'm not completely disagreeing with. Okay. I think I think that you don't want it to be that simple. You don't. I don't. You don't want it to be that simple. And I, and I, I, don't, I don't think that it is. No, no. no, I, no and no. I think he's reaching a little bit. And I think that's why he spent so much time yeah. on the Giancarlo stories because yeah. he's trying to make that connection. Possibly there is there some connection? Sure. 100%. I just don't think it's as much as he wants there to be. Okay. Um. Uh. He's also trying to um show how hypocritical and yeah. unbelievably immoral. <laughs> Man, I think that's the. I think that's the evangelicals are. I think that's the question, right? Is can you trust leaders in in the church? And unfortunately, um, man, it's like what what did I hear one time? It was like you have to be a sociopath to want to be the president. Mm. Like to think everything's wrong in the world, and I'm the guy to fix it. Right? That's a sociopath. Like, (laughs) like, like. Even even yeah. if you're like a, a well-rounded, balanced sociopath, it's still a sociopathic tendency yes. to think you're the guy to fix everything, okay? People who are super successful typically are successful for a reason. Mm-hmm. And 
um, nobody is perfect except Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so then to become successful using Jesus's name, but for you yourself to not be perfect, it it means that you are being held to a higher standard than what is reasonable for you to be held to. We hold people to be idols in a way that we should not hold people to be Mm -hmm. idols. And when you idolize, you then demonize. When you realize that your idol isn't perfect, then obviously they're completely demonic. Now, here's the thing. Do I think that Jerry Falwell was a good dude? I think the Babylon Bee will answer that here in just a little bit. We'll get to that. What what I'm saying is is that uh, we as a society like having things in their own uh, their own spheres, their own bubbles. And anything that falls outside of that, it just messes up our mm. complete identity structure of, of who things are and what, where, where things are. Um, Jerry Falwell, his problem is, is that he used um, the legacy of a church, of his dad's name, of a school that's meant to lead and guide young minds into the next generation of Christian leaders. And what he did with that is that he took all that power for himself and thought that he was above the law. Um, And so it is a warning to spiritual leaders. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it's a warning to spiritual leaders. You're not better than like, don't believe the hype. When someone tells you that you're great, you're not, you're not all powerful. You were a, a tool, you're a messenger, and, and Jerry Falwell, he was a real tool. <laughs> he really was. And here's the thing. I don't think he was ever supposed to be in that position no. at Liberty University. He was the black sheep of the yeah. family. I don't think that he was ever supposed to find himself there. And he even says he was offered a, a spot in Trump's cabinet yeah. as the Secretary of Education. Secretary or, of Education. By the way, would have been better than Betsy DeVos. <laughs> Um, and he turned it down because he said it's better to be a kingmaker than to be a king. Here's here's the thing. Do it. We talk about how the person who wants to be a president is a sociopath. Uh-huh. Either that or they're surrounded by sociopaths. Yeah. They're naive enough yeah. to listen to these people. And it's all about being a puppet. Yeah. And that's that's what he that's what Jerry Falwell wanted to do is be a puppet master. Well, and, and that's the thing is that as we are going to the polls this week, okay? Be mindful of the fact that there are people out there trying to make kings, mm-hmm. whether they're trying to make themselves one or whatever, they're trying to make kings of their own kingdom. And um that the Bible says that God alone puts kings on thrones. Yes. Um and, and I said it recently that like, yeah, I live in a country and I'm grateful to live in a country where I, I, I get a vote and I get a say, like I live in a de- democracy, but that's not my government. My government is a monarchy where Jesus sits on the throne. Heck yeah. And if you can live there, man, you're going to be way better off than, than any of that. All right. So uh, you ready to get into the B? Sure. Okay. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! I, won't, I won't even look so that you can have the joy of nation shocked as Jerry Falwell Jr. doesn't turn out to be a man of upstanding character. That's the what? That's the headline. Are we sure this is Babylon B and not uh It's just just regular news? CNN? Just straight up. 
when Falwell posed in that photo with Trump and that copy of Playboy, I knew that he was a strong Christian, said a downcast follower of Falwell's in Texas as he headed to a tattoo removal clinic to get his Falwell for life tattoo removed. Oh, that's That would be unfortunate, so man. this came as a complete surprise. All right, there's Falwell. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! You know, for someone whose last name is Fallwell, his fall kind of sucked. He did not fall well <laughs> he at did all. Not. Hey, what's your not for me? That was bad. <laughs> that pun? That pun was not for me? What, what's your not for me this week? Uh, my not for me is uh, Starbucks that closes early. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The reason I have Dutch Bros tonight yeah. is because I was headed to Starbucks to get one of their holiday drinks that yeah, came sure, out sure, sure, sure. Um, today. Um, and... Starbucks closed at seven, and so I did not get to to have one of those today. And I'm I'm a little mad. There's no reason for they were still in there. It was like seven fifteen. Yeah, they should they could have let me in. Yes, because that's what they want to do after they've closed and they've already begun cleaning things. Is open everything <laughs> back up to make one person a cup of coffee. I mean, come on. Yeah. I am a very. Do you know who I am? <laughs> do you know who I think I am? Have, have you seen my bangs? I'm just saying. <laughs> they are rocking. They, they are rocking. Have rockin'. you seen my Starbucks uh, <laughs> app and how many stars I have? Thank you very much. Yeah, this, it's like a, whenever I'm like somewhere out and about and I'm like, I've got to go to the bathroom. By the way, pro tip, um, for those of you who may travel or might be on the road right now and you're like, I've got to go to the bathroom and you think, do I go to a Starbucks? The answer is no. Those bathrooms are never as clean they're, as you want them terrible, to be. Yeah. You go to a hotel. The the bathrooms are on the first floor. They're in the lobby. They never get used and they're cleaned every day. It's always the most clean bathroom that you huh. can find. Go to a hotel. Okay. Find you a, a, a Spring Hill Suites. Yeah. There's definitely going to be a bathroom there. Okay. So, but I always love going in and like being like, I wish someone would ask me if I'm staying here. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show them my status. Have, do you know how many nights I've stayed in a Marriott hotel this year? Thank you very much. Thank you. I can, I have, purchased this bathroom i could pee on the floor y'all just have to live with it anyway um i wouldn't do that don't do that uh what's your not for me so my not for me you know what i was gonna have another one but i'm gonna go exactly where where you're going my not for me is when uh, grocery stores close at 11 p.m Mm -hmm. i i recently did something stupid and i was out (laughs) late and uh and i was sitting there and that's 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 all the story we're getting i did something (laughs) stupid and i was out late and I and for for hours I was thinking, you know what? When I'm done doing this stupid thing, I'm gonna go to Albertsons. I'm gonna go get a gluten free DiGiorno's frozen pizza. I'm gonna get six bags of ice. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna put that frozen pizza in the oven for 20 minutes. I'm gonna sit in an ice bath for 20 minutes. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take it out of the oven. I'm gonna take a quick hot shower. I'm gonna eat pizza. I'm gonna go to bed. Okay. Now, um, I had time to do this, but then there was some, you know, there was, there was a bit of a, a mess around that happened, uh, and it delayed me from getting where I needed to go. Yeah. And I pull into Albertsons at 11.01, and I'm walking up to the door, and they're closing it and locking it like, sorry. Now, had uh, the mess around that happened to me not have happened, mm-hmm. I would have been there on time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, because let, let's talk about the fact yeah. that you're an Enneagram 3. You yeah. had it all planned out 100%. for hours. You knew exactly, like, step by step and the timing. Yeah. 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 I was literally thinking, I'll be done with this by about 1030. That gives me an opportunity. I, you know, I'm only mm-hmm. 10 minutes away. That gives me a chance to, you know, yeah. So, yeah. So, I was like, okay. But my Enneagram 3-ness came out. I still want this frozen pizza. 
So yeah. if you were at 11 o'clock at night and you had to go buy a frozen pizza, Andre, where would you go? Well, I'd probably go to a store that's uh, known for being open 24 hours a day, and that would be like Walmart, right? Like Walmart. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm like, Walmart, wonderful. So I drive uh, my happy little butt from Albertsons to Walmart. It's not close. Albertsons, pointing, yeah. I'm, I'm pointing at Albertsons right now. It's so close to my mm-hmm. house. Um, I, I'm tired. I, I, all I want to do, Albertsons, because I did something stupid. stupid. Mm-hmm. And so now I've got to drive into freaking another city to get to get to a Walmart. And so I get to Walmart and I, I get out of the truck and I take three steps, which is three steps more than I wanted to take. And this guy is uh, standing at the door going, Walmart's closed. <laughs> I was like, what? Walmart's closed. Why? Close at 11 now. So Walmart closes at 11. And I didn't now, know that. Nor did I. So now I got to figure out what's even open. So What is open? Well, I know Walgreens is open 24-7. Okay. This part I know. So fine. I'm not going to be able to get a frozen pizza at Walgreens. Actually, you can. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was kind of excited. Was there anything gluten-free that I could eat? Ew. Absolutely not. Was there a Totino's? Absolutely. Did I eat that? No. But I still need my six bags of ice. Okay. Does Wal- Walgreens have bags of ice? Absolutely they do. Were they out that night? Yes, they were. So then I go to a, now a fourth location to find bags of ice. It, I get home. It's well after midnight. Like it's been. So now I've gone to four locations and I'm getting home well past midnight. And, uh, but I'm able to, 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 I was able to get some ice. I was able to get take a shower, uh, but I have nothing to eat, and I'm just starving. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my my beautiful wife gets up at, uh, at like one a.m. <laughs> and makes me spaghetti and meatballs. Because, oh, that's really nice. Wasn't that, that sweet? And so, uh, but she made a lot. Like, uh, like um, she made uh, enough for the entire family, and uh-huh. then put it in front of me, and then I felt bad, and so I was like eating way more than I should. Did you eat all of it? Uh, I, I had all the meatballs. I couldn't eat all the pasta. So, uh, so yeah, so my not for me is stores that just, cl- how about for both of us stores that close earlier than they should. What the what, heck? What? Ha- well, and what happened? It's like, they didn't uh, use to, they used to close at nine. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, during, stop blaming COVID for everything. Exactly. Because it's like at, stores started closing early. Cause I guess COVID was going to get you at night. Yeah. Yeah. That's a show. That's a show. Oh, well, the end of the show went off the rails and I took all of it out. Just so you know, uh, the wild card came in and scared people and did a whole thing. Scared person. Singular person. Singular person. Uh, But She scared Oh, Okay, great. Uh, So (laughs) we'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions about this dumb movie. Uh, Actually, it wasn't a dumb movie. It was a good movie, but also uh, crazy. Hard to watch. Or very hard. And uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. or anything else. How would someone go about doing that? You can find us on social media. We are at Dropping Sunday on all the things, Instagram and Facebook. I want you to say we're we're at Dropping Sunday on social media. Just like, like that's a thing. That's what I'm gonna do next week. Okay, we are great. at Dropping Sunday on social, social media on socials um, <laughs> on Truther. No, is that what it's called? Truth. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. We're not on that one. No. Um, hey, did you see that? Hey, for real, did you see that um, uh, Kanye bought Parlor? No. Did you see that Kanye's school got shut down? We didn't talk about that. 
we got things to talk about next week. Okay, so uh, listen, for every time you leave us a comment or something, we give money to a charity. Uh, maybe food bank. Food bank. Is that's what, what we're doing because right it's still fall. Yes, yes. that's correct. Uh, food bank, and then grow the show. How would someone go about doing yeah, that? Yeah, just tell your friends and family to uh, listen to this episode, or maybe a different episode. Uh, but more importantly, tell them to subscribe because. We'll be back next week. Yes, we sure will. Until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. Dropping Sunday.